You're listening to Spirit Grows Pesach series. I love watching uh, videos of scuba divers that scuba divers have taken as they swim over coral reefs and through tropical fish schools. And I love those videos that exist of submerged shipwrecks and it slowly creeps towards the shipwreck in this deep blue. And, you know, fish will be swimming by and it's like it's a whole nother life. It's a whole nother reality. And it's so relaxing and so intriguing. And even though we know what a ship looks like, we're still, we want to go through one of those doors, one of those portholes and just see what lies beyond. Coral reefs, we just want to see the next color, the next fish, the next sponge. It's so exciting. It's like this whole submerged world that's hidden from the eye when we're living on land. And it's so exciting. And when you're standing on the land and you just look, none of that exists. You just see the surface. And if you're lucky, you see the beautiful light being reflected, or you might see a blue ocean. We don't when we look at the ocean, see what lies beyond, but actually what lies beneath is a whole nother world. When the Jewish people left Egypt, they got to walk through that whole other world as if they were still on land. The sea split and they walked on the seabed, which was completely dry, able to peer right through the walls and into the, 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 the walls were made of water and they were able to just look into the ocean and see the fish They were able to see what lies beneath as if it was as clear and real while they're walking on land and living on on the surface. We don't live like that. We live on the land. And the land is a metaphor in spiritual teaching for what we can see. And the sea and the ocean is a metaphor for what lies beyond and what is not actually revealed to the naked eye. And these two metaphors are often used to characterize the individual, we have ourself, the way, our persona, the way we share ourselves with other people. We have our conscious, we have our outward side. And then we have our subconscious, our inner being. We have the part of us that we don't share with society, the part of us that we don't necessarily share with family, the part of us that we don't even share with other people, the side that we don't even share with ourselves. And these two are very real. It's just one seems to grab our conscious being and one is the one we obsess over and one is one that we kind of lock away. We live on the land. We hardly ever venture into the sea and immerse ourselves in the sea to explore the sea. There's no time. How often do you say you don't have time to exercise? You don't have time to eat well because we're so busy with land-based activities. The sea is a key component for turning the cliche of getting off the hamster wheel or stopping to run the rat race of life. The the deep ocean is what changes that cliche from just do it into a reality. And I'd like to walk you through these steps based on the Exodus story, based on Yitzhak Mitzrayim of when the Jewish people left over the Pesach period from being slaves into being free people. Because we can do this any day that we make the conscious decision to change. That's all it requires. The decision one day to change. And until that decision is made, it's all theory. We explored how the slavery was very much a building of ego initially. And then it just turned into the rat race of life. It turned into 
clearing workloads today so that tomorrow would be an easier day because I've got just as much work to do tomorrow. And there was no end in sight. Four generations of people were enslaved. So you were born a slave, you died a slave. And maybe you took a day off, maybe not, depends on the work conditions. And the work conditions in Egypt weren't great. You didn't get much food and you definitely didn't get days off. So there is no real point to life as a slave. Only once the Jewish people left slavery, stepped off that wheel, decided to leave the rat race, did they begin a process that could get them to the deep ocean. Before actually uh, um, immersing ourselves in something spiritual, we have to first discover ourselves. The first part of going deep is about going deep inwardly. The ocean lies both within and outside. Before we can actually walk into the larger ocean of spiritual teaching, etc., we need to go inward. We need to go inside. Discover ourselves. What makes us live? What makes us tick? What would I do if I could? What would bring me happiness? Not what could I buy, not what things would make me happy, but if I only had two commodities of energy and time, what would I do with them? How would I invest them? That's number one. That's the first level of going deep. That's not something you learn in a book. That's something we do by beginning a journey. When the slavery ended, the first thing that the Jewish people did was they walked. They didn't just arrive at the sea. They had to walk to the sea. They had to prepare themselves for going into the sea. The first step to personal liberation and to growth is meditation. But I don't mean meditation like sitting there in a posture in a dark room or a light room in complete silence. I'm using meditation very broadly. It's going for a walk. It's clearing the mind, not actively, but passively. Just listening to the sounds of nature and just starting to think about what would I do if I could? And the answer may not come in two minutes. The answer may take hours and days and weeks and months because if it's not something that we do often, we can't just find the answer. We can't just work out problems in life. Why would the biggest problem in life just be answered like that? It may, but don't have any expectations. Begin the journey. Begin walking. Step off and begin walking. And that doesn't mean quit your job today. That just means stop working for one hour today or tomorrow. Get up an hour earlier tomorrow. Do some exercise. Go for a walk. Meditate. Focus on self Focus on inner feeling. Focus on deeper meaning based on the definition that you define, not based on anyone else's definition. No slave master. Don't let anyone else project. Allow yourself to discover, to go deep. Once you've done that, the journey's begun. We now know that we have needs and they're spiritual needs and we have personal fulfillment needs. What Kriyas Yamsuf and what the Exodus actually tells us is it's not enough to go for the walk because you're still on the land and very soon land-based um, uh, um, desire and land-based challenges will still present yourself. Eventually the army of Pharaoh will catch up and say, enough with the walking, back to work. Enough, come back. You've got work to do. 
Someone or something is going to remind you that you can't just keep being a dreamer. You can't just walk around. I've got my deeper meaning. We've got to now anchor our deeper meaning and create new realities for ourselves. A place that Pharaoh's armies can never reach us again. A place that once we're there, we won't ever go back. And no, that's actually not at the bottom of the ocean because the bottom of the ocean is a very deep spiritual place that the physical person can't actually exist. We can only go into the ocean for an hour, two hours, three hours at a time. As much oxygen as you have, as much land-based reality you can have in the ocean. What we need is to be able to go into the ocean and take elements of what we've learned there and bring them onto the land. And that's what happened. The Jewish people passed through the ocean, and the ocean being a metaphor for deeper spirituality, a, a metaphor for Kabbalah, a metaphor for Hasidut, is what's required. After going the personal journey, we begin journeying with other people. We find teachers. And in today's day and age, that is so easy. Right now, you are watching a video online. How many more videos exist online? How many blogs? How many classes? Free. In most capital cities and most major cities in this world, there is an institution or an organization that teaches spirituality and primarily Jewish spirituality. Seek them out. Find the subject matter that connects with you based on what you have discovered means much to you and explore that aspect. Don't just jump into spirituality. Begin somewhere with the elements of spirituality that speak to your deeper self and your deeper spiritual being with your subconscious. And then in that process of learning and delving and diving into the ocean, we can come out on the other side and we're no longer in Egypt, but we're in a desert. And a desert's not a scary place. A desert is a quiet place. Unbelievable things can happen in the desert. If you go to Israel today, in Israel, the desert is a place where people grow fruit and veggies. It's not the obvious place to be growing fruit and veggies, but it's doable. And not only is it doable, it's doable en masse. And it's being replicated all over the world, including here in Australia. So the desert is a place of potential, but you can only develop that potential once you're out of the box, once you've left Egypt of this is how we've been doing it for thousands of years and this is how we're going to continue doing it. You need to earn money. You need to work hard. And working hard is by this definition, not that definition. You need, you need, you need based on someone else. Passing through the ocean allows you to recalibrate and, and develop new realities for yourself. And you walk into a desert and eventually you might even quit your job or your job will become your new desert, a new, a new vision, a new way of looking at work, a new way of looking at life. And you're back on the land. You're no longer in the ocean. You're in the world of reality, in the physical world, but you're constantly going back, back to the ocean and back to your desert and making it bloom. So the cliche of stepping off the hamster wheel and stopping the rat race in life is a cliche, but it's no longer cliche when you do take five minutes out of your day, an hour out of your day, and you then do your meditation. You do your personal me time of what makes me tick? What makes everything real? What is important to me? And then combining that with once a week, once a month, once in a, a fixed period, going to the ocean and totally immersing yourself helping redefine your reality. And then it doesn't matter what happens in Egypt. You start looking objectively and you say, thank God I'm not a slave. I'm a pioneer. 
I'm working the desert. I'm creating a new life for myself. And that's what the people did. And here's my final thought. The best way to do it is in a group. It wasn't one slave that left. The people left in a group setting. So find your group. Grow with your group. Go back to the ocean with your group and live in your desert with your group because that group then becomes your land-based reality. And you'll support each other. And we support each other. This is what I do. And this is what you do. And this is what you can help others do. And when you're empowering and helping another, it creates a better reality for yourself. If for nothing else, be in a group to help yourself.